What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of In the Nick of Time. Guys, on this week's episode, I want to talk about the woman and the man's relationship, especially the black woman and the black man's relationship. And I want to tackle the issue of who we really think we are in this world as black people. Guys, let's get into it. I hope I don't offend nobody, but if I do, God bless you. And I mean no disrespect. I say that with love, but let's get into it. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of In the Nick of Time. I'm your host, Nikki, and... On this week's episode, I want to talk about looking at godly things from a human point of view. But first, let me give you the disclaimer. I want to let you know I am not a preacher. I am not a life coach. I am not a licensed psychiatrist. I am simply a believer in the word of God. On this podcast, I will tackle spiritual aspects of life's trials and tribulations. So, on this podcast, I like to challenge worldviews with a biblical perspective, and I simply want the world to wake up. Wake Up World was a, 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 a segment of my podcast that I had, you know, implemented, but then I just decided to make it make it the theme of my podcast. So, looking at godly things from a human point of view. And before I get into uh, the, the things that I want to discuss on this episode, I want to tell a little short story that I found online. And the title of the short story is The Fox and the Grapes. I've been telling little short stories <clears throat> at the beginning of my podcast for the last couple of you know episodes. And uh, this short story is, it goes like this. A famished fox saw some clusters of ripe black grapes hanging from a a trellised vine. She resorted to all her tricks to get at them, but wearied herself in vain, for she could not reach them. At last, she turned away, hiding her disappointment and saying, The grapes are sour and not ripe as I thought. The moral of the story is you think something is not worth having ask yourself, is that only because I think I'm unable to achieve it? And I thought that was an interesting short story. And the reason being is because some of the topics that I want to talk about today kind of hinted around, uh, it kind of hit, you know, the mark on what I wanted to talk about. And the the moral of the story, I, I... I think it's fascinating. Uh, If you think something is not worth having, ask yourself, is that only because I think I'm unable to achieve it? And uh, the first thing I looked at when I say, looking at God things from a human point of view, the woman and the man, especially the black woman and the black man, what is our place? Human point of view tells us that uh, because for so long we have said that the woman's place is at home 
taking care of the home, cooking and cleaning and taking care of the kids and her husband. And the man's job is to go out and make all the money and provide and protect and do all of those things. And because the world tells us that as women we're not treated equally, uh, we have been in this fight. We have been in this fight because we feel as though we we are not being heard. Uh, we are being shut down. We are being oppressed as black women especially. But the Bible clearly tells us. That's why I say all of our trials and tribulations, there are answers. And and, and it may sound to you like, oh, it's, that's cliche. Nobody's Nobody wants to hear that. But the word of God is true. It, it stands. It stands the test of times. It, it withstands all of our traditions, all of our cultural uh, changes that we go through. In Galatians uh, chapter 3, Galatians chapter 3, verse starting at verse 26. Let's look at what God says. Because we 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 want so so badly to uh just suppress God's word that we we tell ourselves that uh God's word is 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 it doesn't work in today's society. This is what Galatians chapter 3 starting at verse 26 says. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So, <clears throat> you probably hear that and you probably say, womp, 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 womp. Nikki, that means nothing, you know, because of the way that we are treated. Well, if we, if we stop looking at everything from a human point of view and a human perspective, we will understand that that scripture says so much. We will understand that we're all going to leave here. And our status means nothing. Once we leave here, people may have their conversations about more, the conversations become more or less about the legacy we left behind, the things, the impact that we had on people's lives, uh, the things that we brought to people's lives. Our death then is not in vain. When when people say, hey, this person, though this person is gone physically, the things and the impact that they made on this life mean so much. Let's say, for instance, Let's look at Wendy Houston. Uh, the music that she left behind 
is is so beautiful, and it it and 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 it withstands the things that she went through in her earthly existence. It when you listen to "I believe the children are our future," teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. She was ahead of her time. Those songs will stand. Those songs you can listen to. That is the beauty that she left behind. Not the fact that she went through some things in her life. She married someone and they both, they had a toxic and and tumultuous relationship. Those are not the, the, that's not the legacy that people that truly loved her want to hold on to. So we will leave here. We will leave here. And you can leave money for people to fight over or a legacy of love, joy, uh, family, community, taking care of each other. You can leave that legacy or you can just leave a whole bunch of material things for everyone to fight over that will only divide a family. So uh, the place for a woman and man is what God intended it to be. God intended for the woman to be the help me and the man to be the leader. The head. That's what that stands for. Someone that that woman could look to as a partner that she can trust. That he would not lead her into uh, down the road of destruction. If you have a husband that he'll take the 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 rent money and and he will uh, gamble. What is, how is that a leader? How is that the head? Where is he going to lead you? If you have a husband that um, uses the fact that he makes all the money to control you, where is he going to lead you? God did not intend for the man to lead a woman towards uh away from her identity in him because because first of all we are spiritual beings that's the first thing we are spiritual beings just as well as we are human beings in this fleshly body so when when he intended the man to be the head he intended that man to show love he intended for that man to make sure that that woman was okay physically, emotionally, mentally, in every aspect of her life. He intended for her to be the voice of reason, went to have that wisdom that maybe her husband doesn't have. So when a man can try to control you, that's not what the head of the house means. The head of the house means, hey, I'm going to make sure you're okay. But how I'm going to go about it is going to be with love and compassion 
And he's going to be doing things where he's going to be setting an example. So his place is to be like Christ. And the woman's place is to be able to trust and follow his lead. Because his his he's leading you to Christ. He's not leading you to the big house, the fine cars, the 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 Birkin bags, the 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 shoes, the high price shoes and clothes. That's not that doesn't mean he's the head of because we confuse that. That's why the controlling nature and the masculine nature of that man takes over. Because you're looking at the head and leadership from a worldly perspective. But if you look at it from a spiritual perspective and keep your mind on things above as a woman and as a man, you will know that as a man, your duty is to fear God. And with that, you're going to make sure that your family fears God. That means you're praying with your family. That means you're uh, you're not controlling them, but you're setting an example. You're, you're making sure that they are okay. That means understanding where your children are at. That means understanding how your wife feels and listening to her. And then deciding, then when you pray. She goes, she she prays, you go, and you pray, and y'all come back together. And then you come up with a solution to whatever problems arise. It's not just, I'm the man, listen to me. Shut up and listen to me. That's not what it, that's not what God intended. But because we look at everything from a human point of view, it gets Everything gets muddled, and the and the and the blind, the lines get blurred because we don't fully understand the spiritual aspect of living with your husband and your wife. So we miss the point that Scripture makes when He said, "There's neither Jew nor Greek." nor slave, nor free, nor male or female. It's a reason why he's talking like that. Because when you belong to Christ, the the earthly status does not matter. Everyone knows, you know, that as a female, you know, you are a human being. And, and when you don't feel that you're being treated as such, that's, that's, that's understandable that you will want to stand up for yourself. But when we want to be, from an earthly standpoint, equal to a man, then we're losing sight of what's important. And we got to put those things back in perspective. Because that's the only way we can get back to God. Because that's who we really should be pursuing. Not our own personal uh, goals and purposes. Yes, God knows we need a roof over our head. We need clothes on our back. But the reason why 
earthly uh, situations get muddled is because we live beyond our means. More money is coming, is being taken out because we want the expensive things. And because we want those expensive things, it takes several incomes. It takes several streams of income just to make it. Because uh, $30 an hour in this society and the lifestyles that we want to live don't, you, it's not enough. <clears throat> it's not enough. One full-time job is not enough. Even if it's two people with, with a full-time job, you have to have several streams of income. So what is a man's place? What is a woman's place? Well, from an earthly perspective, we expect a man to take care of us, provide monetarily and all of those things. But in that, is your heart being taken care of? Are you being attended to? In your spirit, in your in your uh, emotions, in your soul, are you being nurtured in those areas? Just because he can give you the world, but he take your soul. He takes your identity. You have to. You have to find. You find yourself succumbing to. I gotta keep this lifestyle. So I, I have to keep this going no matter how I truly feel because he's always gone. You know, I, all I do is sit around and spend money. And after so long, that doesn't make you happy anymore. So what is our place? What is true fulfillment? What 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 would truly make you happy? And then, from the human point of view, the other thing that I, I really don't, you know, I, I, this, this is really why I started the podcast, because of the racial injustices and the way that, uh, Things were going in society when the the pandemic hit. Now, the black sheep, who are they? In God's family, there are no black sheep. Nikki, how can you ask in society who are the black sheep? Well, To be considered a black sheep means you are part of a family or group that feels as though you are worthless. So, as a black sheep, as a black person, do you really feel like you're worthless? Do you feel at some point that you don't... Just because because some white people may try to make you feel that way, is that how you feel about yourself? When you look in the mirror, do you say, I'm worthless because of the color of my skin? So, our oppression 
stem from us allowing ourselves to be programmed and wired a certain way. I was uh I was gonna read another short story, but I'll give you a summary of it. It was uh the elephant and the rope. And the story was that the one of the guys was that worked with the elephants was wondering how is it that this big elephant can be restricted by a small rope when he's so huge and strong that there's no way that that elephant can't break that rope. And he asked one of the trainers of the elephants, how do you restrict that elephant with that small rope? And the man told him, we did it from birth. When the, when the elephant was little and we tied that rope, that elephant actually could not break that hole. So as that elephant got older, it was nothing to just tie that elephant up with that rope because that elephant was already conditioned to believe that this rope is holding me and I cannot break loose. So when are we going to stop telling ourselves that we are the marginalized, we are worthless, we are, yes, they may try to treat you as you are worthless, but what do you believe and think about yourself? I say black sheep because we as black people feel as though our white counterparts do not respect us. But I come bearing good news. I am an heir. And my community consists of the love I know Christ has for me. I also stop by to tell you and anybody that's listening to Adventures is mine, says the Lord. In John 3.16, God said, I love the world so that I gave my that I gave my only begotten son. That means while we live in this world, we do not have to be of the world. And here's a disclaimer, a caveat. This love does not give us license to do whatever we want to do. So allow me to introduce you to who we can be. First of all, let me start out by telling you what the world thinks is wisdom is foolishness to God. So when God said make us in make man in the image, in our image, you probably say, okay, we're made in his image. Nikki, what does that mean? Well, it means we are patient. It means we can endure the foolishness of man, especially the white man. We can love at a level that nobody can even explain. But we can love our enemy. We can turn the other cheek. We can walk the extra mile when somebody only asks us to walk. We can walk two miles when somebody only asks us to walk one. We are forgiven. Not tolerant of bad behavior, but we forgive. Now, that's another show in and of itself. But lastly, we treat others how we want to be treated. You want me to tell you who else you are? 
you are royalty. You are a royal priesthood. Meaning that we are witnesses. We care more about others than ourselves. We are to witness to the world that no matter how it looks, God is still in control and he will receive us unto himself. himself. But we cannot rebel against him. We are heirs. The most important thing we have to realize, we are heirs. I talked about the man and the woman. But when you read scripture, that's how a man should treat a woman. You are heir. You are an heir to the grace of God with me. And I'm going to treat you as such. So that means we are promised an inheritance. That promise consists of no more fears, no more pain, no more death, no more economic crisis, peace and joy, honor bestowed upon the Lord, not ourselves. Those who follow Christ will live with him forever. And our service will will truly be to the Lord. That's what it means to be an heir. So to love, to humble yourselves, and sacrifice your earthly desires, it may seem unfair at times. Because you're looking at it like, hey, if I go to church, if I tithe, and I, I, I give to people who are in need, you know, my life should be peaches and cream. Hate to be the bearer of bad news. Material gain is is how some tend to measure success. But material gain is not proof that God is covering you. And I will take you to the word for that proof. Now, it's it's, it's a story I'm pretty sure most of my listeners may know and, and, and have heard. You know, but in Acts 27, no, Acts 26, this is when Paul was uh, being charged because, but the one thing before I read this, I want, I want you to get, Paul was first called Saul, but when he was Saul, He was a wealthy man who was persecuting the way, is what they called it. But if you notice, and this is how the world does, and this is why we have to trust God. Because notice when you decide to give yourself over to God and give your life over to God, Look and pay attention to how many people fall away. Now, how did Paul go from being this, this, this man uh, that was given authority by the chief priest to persecute the way? He had people that were under him, people that were following him. And how did he go from that to being persecuted himself, people wanted to kill him, being shipwrecked. How did he go from this prestigious lifestyle 
to now people wanting him in jail and people wanting him dead. See, as fast as he changed his life is how fast the world changed it on him. And that is how the world would do you. You will see your true friend when things start to change in your life. When you have something to offer people, they're right there with their hands out. But when you have nothing else to offer them and they don't need you for anything, you won't hear from them, you won't see them, and you won't talk to them. I just wanted to throw that in there. But in, in, in Acts chapter 26, this is Paul talking to Agrippa. And he said, <clears throat> and it says, Then Agrippa said to Paul, You are permitted to speak for yourself. Okay. Paul stretched out his hand and answered for himself, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because today I shall answer for myself before you concerning all the things of which I am accused by the Jews, especially because you are expert in all customs and questions which have to do with the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to hear me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, which was spent from the beginning among my own nation at Jerusalem, all the Jews know. They knew me from the first. If they were willing to testify that according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made by God to our fathers. To this promise, our 12 tribes earnestly serving God, night and day, hope to obtain for this hope's sake. King Agrippa, I am accused by the Jews. Why should it be thought incredible by you that God raised the dead? Indeed, I myself thought I must do many things, contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. This I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints I shut up in prison, having, having received authority from the chief priests, and when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. And I punished them, often in every synagogue, and compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly enraged against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. So Paul is giving you, hey, I was the, I was the chief of chiefs of, hey, Persecute those people that believe in the way. Put them in jail. And I was given this authority by the chief priest before I was on the road to Damascus. So, just because you think that God has you because things seem to be going your way, it doesn't mean that he got you, that he's covering you, and that he's in agreement with everything that you're doing. 
And I want to make it relatable. I want to bring it into today's society. Look at how much celebrities go through. Even though to us, it seems as though they should have no worries in the world. But their life is under a microscope. Anything they do is going to receive some type of backlash. Some type of uh, opinion given by the world. You can go from a beloved person to the most hated person in 60 seconds. And yes, I said 60 seconds. Because once a story is put out about about any celebrity, they have to endure so much. And most of the time, we don't know the whole truth. But we don't care. We're going by what we're told. And so with us being being built and conditioned that way, you have us arguing over who is is the woman uh, just helped me and the man in the head. You have us fighting because we feel like men think that being the head means they they can dictate to us. And that's what we think. Just like if, if if Will was the head and Jada was the help me, Jada would have never, she would have never allowed Will to go up on stage and slap Chris Rock. Because she would have just told him, where are you going? She would have asked him. She would have stopped him. Because what Chris Rock didn't, what Chris Rock said did not matter when it came to what they were actually there for. And if Will was a leader, she would have never even had to think about stopping him from doing something stupid because he would have said it's not even worth it. He would have truly been able to ignore what Chris Rock said. So when we understand the head and the help me, protecting you is not always protecting you in a masculine way where we're we're coming to blows with somebody where we become violent. Protecting you means, hey, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even allow a situation to get to a point where we gotta get violent. As the head, I walk, I pull you away, and we both will walk away safe. So I hope that you understand that our life comes with a price. And at the end of this episode, I hope you 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 walk away saying that God says that I'm made in this image. I am royalty. I am an heir to a throne that will last forever. 
It's not a throne that people can throw me off of when they get mad at something that I did and and something that a mistake that that I I could have made. Our fall from grace seems so hard because we sit in a position like with God. And then when when people decide to knock us off of our throne, our so-called throne, because at the peak, people don't think you're human. When you're out here projecting this perfection, that's what people start to see. So Will can't walk on stage and smack Chris Rock. That's not Will. Jada had to make him do it. Because that's not Will. Will is this perfect, nice guy. He's this wimpy, nice guy. And Jada has provoked him to be this evil guy because he's trying to prove that he's like Pop. And so, our life comes with the price. But the good news is God does not ask us to repay him. God only asks that we love like Jesus. That we do not want anyone to perish for lack of knowledge. So when Christians are speaking, if we're speaking in love, we're speaking as witnesses to let you know that there is something better after here. And no, everybody will not go. But when you obey, when you do right by God, not just by yourself, and when you do right with a pure heart, then you can become image bearers, heirs, sons of God, and royalty. Because just saying, I know there's a higher power, does not mean you honor that higher power. That supreme being in the story of Jesus Christ is about repentance. Because you know someone loved you so deeply. That you can't help but love others in that same way. And we don't want to see you perish. Now, how some of us deliver that message may not be good. But I just wanted to speak a little bit on how we bring human perspective and points of views to spiritual warfare. See, we're fighting carnal with carnal. Because when we start to bash people and we start to belittle people, we start to come at people, and we start to condemn people. No, I don't condone your behavior. But I it's not up to me to make you change. And I and no matter how bad I talk about you and speak of you. It's not going to make you do better. 
That's what I know to be true. Now, how you perceive me witnessing to you is up to you. I can only give you what God says. I can't make you believe it. I can't make you obey it. But I once I witness it and give it to you, it's up to you what you do with it. So if I tell you God loves you, even in, he loves you even in, in your sins, but he wants you to turn away from sin. He wants you to be baptized and he wants you to repent. When I tell you that, it's up to you what you do with it. It's up to you. So guys, let's reprogram our thinking. Let's get back to love. Let's recover the life that the devil tried to take from us each and every day. We're getting close to a new year. And I will have a special episode on New Year's Day that I will do. So tune in, guys. But most of all, God may not be there when you want him. But he'll be there in the nick of time. Peace, guys. And I love you. And I'm out.